But first, let's focus on our story of the day. Residents of Lahaina were being allowed back home today for the first time since wildfires that have killed at least 55 people turned large swaths of that uh, centuries-old town into an ashen rubble. When residents entered the town, they saw incinerated cars crushed by down telephone poles, uh, charred elevator shafts next to burned-down off apartment buildings, uh, pools filled with charcoal-colored water, trampolines and children's scooters mangled by the extreme heat. Now, every building uh, was flattened to, uh, flattened to debris on Front Street, the heart of the Maui community, and, of course, the economic hub of the island. The roosters, uh, well-known to roam Hawaii streets, meandered through the ashes, we're told, of what was left, including an eerie traffic jam of the charred remains of dozens of cars that didn't make it out of the inferno. inferno. Take a listen. Hundreds of thousands of Southern Californians visit this one area of Lahaina. It is known for its shops, its wonderful restaurants, but everybody knows Front Street is always bogged down. It barely moves. And this video that I shot as I walked into the town, you can see all these cars stacked up and burned. And you know what happened. It's very clear. They couldn't get out of town fast enough. The flames overcame them. They got out of their cars. They may be the people that had to be rescued within the water because they jumped out, jumped over the wall into the ocean, which was the only safe place to be at that time. There's not even part of the structures left. It's just, they're just gone. It's erased. It's just... It's like a, like an area was bombed or skin, like a war zone. I was the last one off the dock when the firestorm came through the banyan tree and took everything with it. And I just ran out to the beach and I ran south and I just helped everybody I could along the way. Well, joining us now is Brad Dezolne, a Vancouver resident president, uh, presently in Maui. Brad, thank you for joining us uh, today. Hey, Jess. How are you today? I'm doing well, my friend. Where are you right now? I'm uh, I'm in Kihei, south south of Lahaina. South of Lahaina. Uh, what are you hearing today? Well, you know, it's it's fairly quiet at this end of the island. Um, uh, you know, there the news that I'm hearing is really that the the death toll is going to go up pretty mm-hmm. dramatically here. Mm-hmm. Over the next couple of days, they uh, FEMA got in uh, yesterday, last night, and they were going to be going in with their um, uh, search teams today. Uh, I did hear that they're allowing residents back into the area, but with a pretty stark warning of what they're going to see. Um, uh, I don't believe that power has uh, been restored to those places north of Lahaina. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were on yesterday, I, you know, I was talking to you about um, Kanapali and Napili, mm-hmm. and I had not realized at the time that they lost power as well. Uh, so they lost power, they lost access to water. Um, there's no, there was no road in or out because the road around the north end of the island is too narrow for, for buses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, it sounds as though they have opened up the highway now uh, for limited access. Uh, and they're starting to bust people out and, and those sorts of things. And, but you and, can feel the pulse of the island. The pulse on the island is very sad. Mm. Uh, any sense of when uh, power will be restored for the, for the entire island? I just saw a report uh, just before coming on air here. Um, they're talking days, weeks, and months. Wow. So it'll be, you know, I think the... Uh, 
Lahaina itself, Lahaina proper, is going to have to go through an entire rebuild of its all of its infrastructure, everything. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking months, I think he may be talking about that particular area, um, but certainly days and weeks uh, in terms of restoring the surrounding areas. Hmm. Uh, when you when you speak to folks, um, you know, there's been talk that oh, there is not a proper uh, notice, that usually there's a siren of some sort. Um, is there any, anger may not be the right word, are there questions in regards to whether or not the response was fast enough? And, and I know these fires can move very quickly sometimes. Yeah. Uh, is there been any, I know it's early days, any conversation about, you know, uh, could things have been done better? Could the response have been better initially to get people out faster? You know, I think there's always going to be those kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything that could have been done. Uh, the How quickly this happened was really remarkable. Literally, people had minutes mm-hmm. notice. Um, the fire just came racing down the hill so quickly. I don't think anything could have possibly have been done any better. But obviously, you know, the officials are going to be looking at and looking at that. And I imagine when they rebuild, they'll be, you know, they'll be rebuilt to code. So, you know, they'll have fire suppressant and different materials and those sorts of things. But but I can't imagine that there's, from everything that I've heard, that there's anything they could have done any faster or better. Uh-huh. Uh, and in regards to uh, Canadians and other uh, nationalities leaving, are you seeing people packing up and going or are people saying, look, you know what, I'm going to stay uh, because I'm not impacted, I'm fine here, and if, even if there is some inconvenience over the next week or two, I'll live with it. Uh, are you hearing anything of that sort? So I personally made the decision I'm going to head back to Vancouver uh, this weekend. Uh-huh. I wanted to give a couple of days for the airport to kind of adjust um, and I have heard some people say, look, I, I don't need to be here using resources that these folks are going to need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's some of that going on. And, and having said that, um, anybody out there who, who wants to donate, and please do if you can, um, you can text Hawaii mm-hmm. to 707070. So if you text Hawaii to 707070, you can make a contribution and um, I'm gathering up things from my complex here right now to take up to the relief center uh, to try and drop off and help out any way we can. So, um, you know, if you don't need to be here, don't be here. Uh, and using resources that the people on the island are really going to need. Mm-hmm. And just to confirm, and it's hard to have an absolute exact number, but generally what you're hearing is that the people that were impacted were local people who live there. I'm not saying that tourists aren't or people who are there part-time. It is mostly locals that have been impacted in regards to losing homes and and, and having to deal with, with, the, with the significant impact on their lives. So Lahaina doesn't have an awful lot of hotel space in Lahaina properly, proper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that there would have been a great deal of um, uh, impact on tourists who were staying in Lahaina. Um, so, however, you know, the speed with which this happened and the fact that, as you said in your preamble, the cars were trapped on the road and couldn't get out. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what the impact on tourists is going to, at the end of the day, be. Um, but I'm pretty sure that the the 
loss of life is going to be a lot higher than the 55 they're counting right now. Yeah. You know, I, I have been hearing some comments, uh, not necessarily locally here in Vancouver, but others have said, look, I've planned for this trip for a long time. Uh, others have said, look, I've never been to Hawaii. It was a trip of a lifetime. I'm still going to go. Uh, and I try not, I'm not trying to have any moral judgment on this uh, stuff because people yeah. do, it's a beautiful place. And, uh, you know, uh, I was just there last year, loved it. Um, what advice would you give to people, uh, in regards to who do want to go and may have things booked in a few weeks or desire to go? What would you say to them? Well, you know, it's a tricky call. I know the, a lot of, I know the airlines have adjusted all their policies. Um, so they're, you know, they're providing for refunds and reschedules and those sorts of things. I know that that's going on i know they've been flying over some bigger jets to get people off the island Mm -hmm. um i I suspect that those destinations napili and um canapali uh are probably going to be pretty resistant to bringing people in so you know i imagine you'd want to double check on that Mm -hmm. um you know if you're down here at the south end of the island or uh on the eastern side of the island you can be here um but I think you really need to be sensitive to what the locals are going through mm-hmm. and um, and just really be sensitive because they're going to be hurting for some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, you, if you're planning to go up north, like to Napili or Kanapali, up in that direction, uh, I'd reschedule. You're, you're just not going to – the services are just not going to be there. They don't have internet. They don't even have internet or cell phone coverage up there now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I know you so said you're, stay away. yeah, and you're leaving uh, tomorrow. You said uh, uh, how often prior to all of this, uh, how much time did you spend in in Hawaii? Uh, I've been here about in the last two years. I've been here about eight months. I tend to come over once or twice a year for anywhere from a month to two or three months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I consider myself a part time resident here. Yeah, well, I, I I can see why it is a beautiful place. Uh, physically beautiful and the people are wonderful there as well thank you so much for your time brad safe travels back to vancouver as well thank you very much and again just one more time jazz if i can text hawaii to 70 70 70 and even just a few bucks would make a difference these folks are really going to need it badly brad thank you thanks jazz